Welcome to Rumination. I hope that today's episode gives you a greater understanding of the Bible and a closer walk with God. As we explore today's topic, let the Spirit of God speak into your life and give you the encouragement, guidance, and strength you need to fulfill your God-given purpose. In today's episode of Rumination, we're going to talk about the topic of fellowship. Um, fellowship is something that is extremely important, and I think most Christians understand this even even at a face value level. Fellowship is something that's very important for us as humans, but especially as Christians. And so I kind of want to walk through a, a few scriptures, um, rooting ourselves in 1 John, since that's what we started studying at the beginning of this year in this podcast. And we're going to continue in that this week. Um, in this episode, we're going to just look at a, a handful of points and kind of an overall theme of First John chapter 1. Um, but I want us actually to start back in John 15. If you're familiar with John 15, um, Jesus, this is where Jesus declares that he is the vine and we are the branches. And he speaks at length about how important it is for us to abide in him. And so fellowship with God through Jesus is salvation, and it's also sanctification. And Jesus makes that very clear to us throughout the Gospels, but especially in the book of John, and especially here in John 15, when Jesus says that we have to abide in Him. In other words, we have to have that fellowship and that intimacy with Him. Without intimacy and fellowship with Jesus, He says that we can do nothing. We, we can accomplish um, nothing by our own power. And so it's important for us to understand this concept of fellowship and how important fellowship is. And so I want to build on this very foundational idea of what it means to have fellowship with God. I want to build on that in this short episode and just kind of create a very full picture, um, if we can, of what fellowship is, um, how it applies in our lives, fellowship with Jesus and with God, but also with the body of Christ and with other believers. Um, and, and I want to see um, how it affects us and the benefits that it has and, and why it's so important to us. And so if we understand what Jesus says in John 15, that we must abide in him or else we can do nothing, um, then we can kind of at least grasp some of the importance of what it means to have fellowship and why that fellowship is important. But Jesus says um he doesn't say apart from him we can do nothing to berate us or you know to put us down or make us think less of ourselves but he says that because of the way that we're created and because of the way that God designed um, salvation to work and not only salvation but also sanctification Christian living was meant to be with God if you look way back um, in the very beginning of Genesis, before Adam and Eve sinned, they walked with God every single day. God came down to them, and He walked in the garden with them. Why is that important? It's important because that's a picture of perfect Christian living. In other words, that's a picture of how God wanted humanity to live. God wanted humanity to walk with Him and to have intimate fellowship with Him each and every day. And so now that we live in a broken world full of sin, and now that we live in this New Testament age, this age after Jesus has come and sacrificed himself for us and then was resurrected, we understand that we have to abide in him. And so um, Jesus says that when we do this, that's how we prove that we're disciples, um, but that's also how we come to understand the love of the Father. And so we abide in him so that we can walk with him so that we can um, not only receive salvation in that initial um, 
entering in of fellowship, but also so that we can be sanctified as we live the way that Christians were designed to live. But just a couple chapters over, in John 17, Jesus is praying to the Father, um, and it's a it's a very long prayer. Your Bible probably titles it the High Priestly Prayer, but it's a very long prayer, and it's a very important prayer. Um, and, and if you're not familiar with it, I would encourage you to read it and just study it, because to me, to hear or to read what Jesus said to his Father about um, his sacrifice, about his ministry, about God's plan, and also about us, about God's creation and God's children, specifically Jesus's disciples. Um, it's heartwarming, but it's also challenging and, and engaging because it helps us just see the heart of the Father and the heart of Jesus. And so if you look in John 17, Jesus speaks a lot about how he was sent to earth by the Father so that he could glorify the Father by carrying out his plan, but also he says in verse 3, this is eternal life, that they know you, and, and they is us. We're that group of people. And so Jesus says that eternal life is for us to know God and Him, and Jesus. And so Jesus goes on to talk about how He did that. He's, uh, he's accomplishing that. He's accomplishing the purpose that um, God sent Him here for. And He says in verse 6 that He manifested God's name to the people. And so that word manifested is really important in in. Um, this parallel between John 17 and the book of First John, um, John uses that word a lot because it's not only that Jesus came to earth, but that he was revealed to us, that he, he placed himself in the same space as us, in the same world, in the same life as us, so that we could have that fellowship with him. And that fellowship is such an important part of that manifestation that Jesus speaks of and that John speaks of. And so Jesus goes on continuing to pray for us and about us and about God's will. And he says in verse 21, something that's very important for us to understand. He says, um, speaking of us again, he says that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. And so Jesus speaks about the fellowship that he has with his Father. The fellowship between God the Father and God the Son is a powerful and important fellowship for us because we are invited into that fellowship. We are invited into that community, that relationship. But Jesus points out something that's important that I think studying through the book of John and studying through the, the books of First, Second, and Third John you see that this is something that stuck out to John. It's something that's important to John, this idea of fellowship, not only with God, but also with, with the body of Christ and with Christ through the body of Christ. And so John, um, John was known as the disciple that Jesus loved. He was very close to Jesus. He had a very, very, um, very deep intimacy with Jesus. But also, if you look through the scriptures and you read the gospel accounts, you see a lot of times that um, Jesus would pull a select few of his disciples aside, specifically Peter, James, and John. And so, of course, uh, John was very close to James. Of course, that was his brother, but he was very close to Peter as well. And so we see this image of Jesus having that fellowship with the Father and then also having fellowship with his disciples. And his disciples got to reciprocate that in a way by having fellowship with each other with the church, with the body of Christ and the other believers, and also with Jesus. It's not two separate fellowships. It's not two separate things that we experience. And I think something, uh, I think that's something that 
if we really think about it and if we really try to dissect the way that we approach church and we approach our relationship with God and with other Christians, I think sometimes there can be a bit of a disconnect. I think that we can allow this dichotomy of fellowship, um, I guess you could say, to exist in our lives. And what I mean by that is we go to church, and I know for me, I experience this all the time. I go to church and you know, maybe I see other believers. I see people in the church that I know, that I'm close to, that I'm friends with. They're my church family. And so I spend time with them and I visit with them and, and catch up with them um, and you know, just share life with them. And then when church starts, I switch gears and now I'm having fellowship with God. And I, I don't even often, I don't even think about the rest of the people in the room. And sometimes I think that's important for us in worship. You know, if we're working through something and God is just really speaking to us, really catching our attention, you know, that that's something that I think is um, an important part of what church is, the gathering is when we have worship and we have the sermon. But we're not called to see fellowship with God and fellowship with the church as two different things. And that's what Jesus points out here. He says that they may all be one. In other words, that the whole church, that all the believers would have unity and that we would have fellowship with each other, just as Jesus and the Father have fellowship with each other. Jesus says, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they, speaking of Christians, speaking of the church, may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. It's a community between the body of Christ and Christ himself and God the Father, and we're able to have that community because of Christ, and there can be no separation when it comes to fellowship. So when we have fellowship with the body of Christ, we have fellowship with God, and John recognized that and continued writing about it. And we discussed this a little bit in the last episode, but one of the important aspects of the book of 1 John is the statements that he makes about why he wrote that book. And those whys give us insight into who Jesus is, who we are in Christ, and what Christian life is meant to look like. John says that he writes so that the word of life, Jesus, would be revealed. But it's important to note that he doesn't say that he is trying to help people come to know Jesus so that he can have um, a large count of people who um, became Christians or, or a large number of salvations because of his book. Although salvation is is absolutely the point of what he's writing about, he's writing so that we can have fellowship with Jesus, not so that a box can be checked off or or so that you know some numbers can be quoted in another meeting or you know he can feel good about himself because of those numbers. He's saying that he says in verse in First John chapter one verse three, he says that which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And so he's talking about how that fellowship is just a, a rounded out thing between the church and Christ and God. And so when we have fellowship with each other in the church, that's a way that we can have fellowship with God. And this is something that I, I wanted to talk about in this episode because I think that as we move into a new year, especially this new year, in light of the combination of uncertainty and isolation that we experienced in the past two years. Fellowship with the church is vital. Um, you know, in the past two years with the pandemic and um, so many churches 
having to meet only online, um, you know, not being able to meet in person, and not even just churches, but friends and families and communities being isolated from each other. Um, unfortunately, that was the safe thing to do, but it's it was something that kept us from sharing in a vital part of what it means to be Christians. Um, the Bible tells us in Hebrews not to neglect meeting together, and so we we missed out on that opportunity for um, over a year. And we may have grown accustomed to that. We may have gotten used to online services, uh, Zoom meetings, and a lack of in-person church activity. And again, that was the safe thing to do. But even though the technology that allows us to do this is a tremendous blessing, it cannot replace true fellowship. I can recall, um, you know, sitting at home, and watching the service on my TV, and, you know, I heard the message, I heard the worship, I sang along with the worship, and and I believe that even sitting on the couch and watching the service on the TV, I was able to worship. But at the same time, it helped me to understand um, where I fell short in my fellowship with the body of Christ, because it could have easily been the same experience for me, singing the songs and thinking just about myself singing those songs at my house. But so often on Sundays, the same thing can happen for us, you know, in in our seat, you know, and in our spot in the auditorium or worship center or whatever your church calls your gathering place. It can be easy to just focus on the words and focus on the music and focus on the sermon and forget about the fact that you are so blessed to be in a room full of other believers. You're so blessed to be a part of that community, not just in name, but actually um, in practice, gathered with the body of Christ, shaking people's hands and hugging on people and talking with people face to face. And that's a huge blessing, but it's also a huge part of what it means to be Christians. And so although um, the, um, you know, the, the online meetings and the online services and all of those things can be a tremendous blessing and a really powerful tool for us, we can't allow it to replace true fellowship. Um, as we have already seen, fellowship with the church is important because it's a part of fellowship with God. Fellowship um, is also important because as people who are gathered together, it, it, it affects certain things in us. Fellowship with the body of Christ is what allows the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. The Holy Spirit works through the fellowship of believers to make us more like Christ. And so what I mean by that is whenever we gather together with other believers, if the only words you hear are the sermon on Sunday morning, um, you know, if, if the only emotion you express and share on Sunday morning is during worship, then you're missing out on half of what you're there for. You're missing out on half of what church is designed to be. I mentioned um, how in Hebrews it talks about how we should not neglect meeting together, and there's a reason for that. Not just in Hebrews, but throughout the Bible, we see the importance, even in the Psalms, um, and, and if you look back in the stories of the Old Testament, I think especially of uh, you know the Exodus and how they would worship God together. And, and their worship was not just worship, but it was also a way for them to encourage each other and to remind each other and to remind future generations. And so, um, again, in Psalms and in Hebrews and throughout the Bible, we read 
about the importance of fellowship to encourage us, to guide us, to correct us, to sharpen us, to sanctify us. Proverbs talks about how um, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. One man can't sharpen another if they're not in fellowship with each other. And um, in in some of Paul's letters, he talks about us gathering together to sing together, to sing songs and hymns of praise together, and to pray together, and to, to have thanksgiving together. And so that togetherness, that unity, that fellowship is so important because it's part of what it means to be a Christian. Ultimately, if we look back again to Genesis, it's part of what it means to be alive. Even though we live in a broken world, even though we live in a world that is um, absolutely utterly imperfect because of sin and because of um, the the reign of sin over the world, um, we were meant to live a certain way. We were meant to live um, for so much more than what we just see and, and what we can understand in our own thinking and our own reasoning. We were meant to live in fellowship with God. We were meant to walk with God and with each other. And so we, we shouldn't neglect that as we go into this year. And I think that that's something... Um, in regardless of what gets studied throughout the year, you know, you're going through your own Bible plan and, and I'm going through my own Bible plan and sharing some of it with you through this podcast. You know, maybe your pastor is starting new sermon series this year. Um, you know, maybe we're all studying different things and thinking about different things and going through different things in life. But because we're the body of Christ, we're going through it together and we're learning together and we're growing together. And so I, I want fellowship to be a really important part of what we think about and how we think about um, life and and our walk with God and our our church going, I guess you could say. Um, I don't want us to just fall into a rut. Now that we're back able to gather together, I think most uh, most communities are able to gather and have their Sunday services, and and that's such a wonderful thing. But I don't want, at least for myself, I don't want to fall back into that rut of showing up to the service that I like to go to because that time is convenient for me and then getting out at a certain time because I like to get home at a certain time and sitting in a certain place because I like to talk to certain people. You know, I don't want to fall into that rut. And I, I think that we all should be mindful of that, not to fall back into a rut in our gatherings because we missed out on that. And hopefully missing out made us realize how important it was to have that fellowship, not just, again, not just in name, but in practice. And so I would encourage you to maybe evaluate that in your own life and allow the Holy Spirit to help you um, come to grips with how you view fellowship and how you think about the church and the body of Christ and even your relationship with God um, through Christ. Um, my prayer is that we're able to have fellowship and, and a closeness um, and just a deep, deep love um, for each other through that fellowship as we go into this year and as we resume a lot of social gatherings and, you know, in-person church services and small groups and all these kind of wonderful things that are an integral part of what it means to be a Christian. I pray that we would not miss out on that blessing, that we would not take it for granted, but also that we would be purposeful in making the most of it because it is um, absolutely the most crucial thing. Um, so before we close out the episode, I do want to mention, so um, it's Monday night on the 17th when I'm recording this, and I just got 
around six o'clock today. Um, I just got the tracking information for my author copies of my book, Righteous Business, um, 30 Days to Better Business Practice. So for those of you who have been kind of following along um, with that process, um, the books will be coming into my house tomorrow, um, God willing. I'll have them when I get off of work. And so I will be able to do my unboxing, um, but I'm not going to do it tomorrow. Um, I'd like to do it on the weekend when maybe everybody has a little bit more time. So um, be looking out for that. Um, what we're going to try to do is we'll do like a Facebook Live on Saturday sometime, and I'll be posting that on my Facebook as well as just kind of mentioning something about it on my Twitter. Um, so be on the lookout for that. You know, if, if you're not, you know, a, a personal friend of mine who who follows me on Facebook, you know, go follow me on Twitter um, at Adam Junior 12, Adam JR12. Um, and I'll post something kind of about that. And if you're not able to catch the live event, I actually am able, though I haven't done any episodes yet, I actually have been given early access through Anchor, where I do my podcasts, um, to have video podcasts on Spotify. So I think my first video podcast will be um, basically, I'll have a second camera set up during the live event, and then that will allow me to post that as a podcast episode. So if you don't catch it live, you'll be able to sometime Saturday or Sunday see the video um, after the fact of the unboxing of the book. Um, and so with that video, I'll post a link to where the book can be bought. Um, if you watch Facebook Live with me and you want to order a book through me that way, um, you can. And um, if it's if it's one of the first, I've got 30, if I remember correctly, 30 author copies that I'll be able to sell um, from my personal copies that are being sent to me by the publisher. So if you watch the Facebook Live and you'd like to purchase directly from me, you can purchase one of those author copies. And if you purchase it during the live stream, um, I'll sign it on the live stream. And, um, you know, then, I, you know, we can kind of contact via messenger or whatever the case is after the fact. And, uh, you know, we, I'll send you a PayPal link, you can send me your address, and I'll ship you a book myself, um, personally. But for the rest of you, I'll be posting a link um, later at the end of this week for where the book can be bought through uh, my publisher site or if you'd prefer to buy it somewhere else you know I can post those links as well though I do prefer that you buy it directly from the publisher because that helps us all out um, a lot more um, so I did want to share that with y'all before the episode ends the book is finally um, becoming real we're going to have the physical copies tomorrow although i promise i won't open them until the actual unboxing um, i'm not going to open it up and then tape it back up for the unboxing i really am just not going to see my books um, until i share it with you all um, on facebook live and through this podcast um, so be on the lookout for that as always i appreciate your support um, and now we will close out this episode Thanks for listening to today's episode of Rumination. I trust that the Holy Spirit moved in you as you listened, and I hope that this podcast has helped you grow in your relationship with God. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so. Uh, that way you don't miss out on the next episode. And remember to share this podcast with your friends and family so that they can grow too.